Hello and welcome to our podcast today. This is the Transformation Gold Training and Coaching Academy official. We're doing a cool blurb here, a cool segment on transformational leadership. And today we have an awesome uh, topic for you on this topic of energy. And um, I'm your host, hostess. My name is Nicole, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. FigureChick911. That's how you can find me up on Instagram at FigureChick911 and my YouTube channel, FigureChick911. Uh, go ahead, subscribe and follow along. You're going to get some daily leadership pearls, some inspiration, some motivation, health and fitness stuff, education, building an academy of awesomeness here so you know follow on all fronts and if you would invite some people along you know we we are building this podcast 100% organically and not charging and not running ads for this the only way um I guess the payment it could be is if you have any friends anybody that you know in your circle of influence who could benefit from some of our information here that you share this content and ask them to follow along. That's actually how we get higher up in our rankings because not only are we available here on Anchor, if that's how you found us, but we're also up on the Apple iTunes, we're up on Google and Spotify as well. So share that if you would and let's, you know, pay it forward. And with these podcasts, especially these transformational leadership podcasts, these are coming from experiences and, and bits of wisdom that have been gained throughout a lifetime from some of the best coaches and trainers and from my own experiences coming up through the world in the world of actually what was emergency and trauma nursing and how you know how do you command your emotionality how do you function as a beacon of light under highly stressful situations and remain committed to your mission and not be an asshole and build a team and you know serve people to serve you know the people whoever you've been assigned to to the greatest capacity and you know with this you're going to be hearing concepts you know and and examples which oftentimes are rooted in the healthcare industry but by no means is that exclusionary if that's not the space under which you operate the, the goal there is to give you a personal example and share with you some of those navigation tools, not so that you're impressed on how myself or my peers or whomever functioned, it's what do you pull away from it? What, what tools, what strategies did we use, did they use to champion that moment or that situation, which many times was legit like life or death situation that you can actually use the same mode of thinking, methodology of thinking, creative thinking, critical thinking to make your situation better and be able to serve and give back at a much higher level. Okay, that's really what this is all about. So then it's it's taking the information, be the sponge, and then you make that decision on whether or not you choose to implement it. Okay, but as all things, knowledge is dead unless it's actually applied. Okay, so with this, oftentimes we're going to be combining two things called champion mindset coaching and, and sparking your, your motivation up a little bit so that we can shorten the time between your idea's inception and when you actually execute on it. Because that's the goal, right? Idea, 
execution so that there's no time lollygagging, procrastinating, or talking yourself out of what would actually be a really cool thing for you to do, to set out to achieve, you know, to solve a problem or whatnot, however you use this, whether this is in your personal or your professional life. Okay, so we're talking about energy today. And um, if you had not listened to one of our previous podcasts, okay, it's entitled Energy is Everything. I'm going to highly encourage uh, you to actually do that before listening to this one. And you can do that if you want to. Either way, make sure that you're listening to it. When I teach and when I coach, I pull together past lessons usually. I'll always do something to ground you into the present so that if you're here and you don't have time to listen to the previous, at least you'll still be able to get some pearls of wisdom here. But for further enrichment, if you want like the full shebang, you know, make sure you're listening to everything in its entirety because it all flows together. You're going to be getting the same message from me. Um, it's just, you know, how much depth of understanding do you have to, to apply to today's podcast? Okay, so everything is energy is the beginning of this one. So then, you know, we were talking about you attract what you are, not what you want. This podcast is going to be coming from um, my workings when I do more what's organizational leadership coaching and how this plays out. This is pretty interesting. So a background about me, I started out as a registered nurse. Okay, I started out as like a regular ordinary person, just like everybody else, and (laughs) went into the field of nursing and kept myself at an institution as a university, a research-based institution, because of the level of sickness of the people for whom we took care of. My ultimate goal as a nurse was I wanted to be a flight nurse for one particular flight program, which was Loyola Lifestar, and on top of that, I wanted to be the best practitioner, irregardless of licensure. That was the ultimate goal, okay? So that was not just knowledge about the human body or what's wrong with it or medications and how to fix it. It was also strength of character and a lot of leadership training along the way to be able to function at such a high level and be able to have very high level conversations with people who are quote unquote up the food chain from me. That's what that position entailed, okay? And to remain calm and to improve the condition of whatever patient we were responding to, whether they were a medical patient, you know, they were having a heart attack, they were a pregnant lady with complications, they were a trauma patient, car accident, gunshot wound, you know, tow truck hook in the head. Yes, that really happened. Um, You know, whatever. That was our job was to respond and hopefully make their make them better until we brought them to (laughs) what was their final destination. (laughs) Just like all flight programs, right? All right. So that's where this is all coming from. And as I was going along later on in my nursing career, when you're, I was working as a nurse for the better part of 20 years. So during that time, if you do things right, you're able to expand your network. And that was another benefit of working at this one institution, this one organization, this hospital, was that your, your outreachings and what you're able to do just in the field of nursing, it offers you a lot of opportunity. But with this hospital, you had opportunities to teach and you got to know a lot of different people because of how this place was set up and that was another reason why I liked it. So I had this really expansive network that 
through different conferences and you know I put myself in a lot of different positions was being recruited by different agencies and different hospitals to basically come in not just as a staff nurse because I had great nursing skills I was being recruited and hired because of my leadership skills it was to be you know that that model of grace under pressure and to basically take what was a chaotic or very volatile environment and somehow organize it make it better more efficient more productive and raise the standard and the quality of care in there to a higher level I didn't really realize what was going on though when this was all taking place you know I thought oh wow they really you know they must really like the work that I do but looking back retrospectively it was 100% because of those leadership skills and it took me a while even as a budding entrepreneur to figure out you know I felt like I was leaving nursing behind I felt like I learned a lot of lessons coming up the ranks there but what happened was that as I was working in a teaching capacity so I did clinical work you know taking care of people giving them shots and you know all that stuff um, then it was also I worked in an educational role and that was really what expanded my verbal skills to be able to communicate concepts and ideas but it expanded my network to include some pretty high-level decision makers um, out in like the fire service world and hospital administrators and, and things like that and um, I started doing what was called organizational coaching. I was being brought in as a consultant um, to help with the implementation of usually what was like wellness programs within certain fire departments. And there was one in particular who, it started with the chief and, and just, you know, loved this guy to death and he was doing everything right. He was cleaning everything out from top to bottom. And so when I was working in this teaching capacity, I was bringing up leadership concepts and was also working on a different uh, health promotion thing for the wellness of firefighters and it just kind of like came out in, at a meeting one time that I was working about this or working on this thing and um, he took a great interest into it and invited me to come in and we were working on a wellness initiative for his department and so then through repeated meetings together and we were trying to like reformat firefighter physicals and you know what should be the components of it we attended different seminars and all kinds of stuff, started having some really high-level mastermind sessions. And then that spilled out into kind of like strategic planning and then this thing of organizational coaching where I was then brought in to actually do, you can call it life coaching, but it really is organizational coaching, leadership coaching for some of his people who were not meeting standards when it came to job performance. And so what I had done was I brought in like my life coaching stuff that I was doing on the side and I called it the goals program and used it with these individuals to help them kind of like strategize, you know, how, how busy their brains were. And that was really how 
the coaching aspect of of my business now came to life as an outside service. Everything that I was developing on the personal and professional development aspect, truth be told, it was actually developed for my baking line. I had developed, (laughs) I made a baking line, which was first gluten-free, but then I expanded it because my little nephews were born with food allergies. Um, So it's free of seven of the top baking food allergens. And I knew um, just what I was seeing in the world in America was that people's loyalty towards a particular company, unless they were union, people don't stay at a job very long. And so I wanted to ensure that especially with the type of company that I wanted to create, which was one that could operate in the allergy zone, that they would have a very high level of standard because obviously people can die if they, uh, you know, had food that was contaminated with, you know, small amounts of whatever, peanuts or tree nuts or soy or whatever and um, they were also going to be out in the public I wanted to be able to put these products in the school space because I knew how much pain my nephews were going through and other people who had children with allergies were going through that there was a lot of fire that parents who didn't have kids with allergies were so hell-bent on bringing their own whatever cupcakes or family recipes in for their kids' birthdays and refuse to acknowledge that there were some other kids in the classroom that could die from, you know, being around it. And, like, it's a... You wouldn't wouldn't even believe, like, how ugly this situation could be. And so I wanted my employees to have... Number one, company loyalty and pride. And I knew that that would require investment from them or they re- it required them to be invested in. And when they were out there speaking with people, right, because I was going to have to build out a sales team. I wasn't going to be able to be everywhere. Like I was putting a lot of thought in how this business would actually come to be is that they were going to find themselves in some pretty heated situations. And I wanted them to have the skills to be able to demonstrate grace under pressure and not have or be caught up in some of the cattiness and that fiery angriness that takes place even in the school system when it comes to food allergies. So everything that I was building was really built for my own company. It was that I was building this company at the same time while I was in this educational role that some of this stuff came out. And that's when people heard about it and they liked what I was saying. And then they invited me to come in to their organization and use what was my own company's professional, personal, professional development stuff and use it in their organization. So legit, like that's how stuff happens. You do what you know is right and you just have to, you know, open your mouth a little bit and then all of a sudden there's all these different opportunities. So as time would have it, of course, you know what I decided uh, to close that sector of my business. So rather than baking being the lead, what has taken the lead is actually personal and professional development. And I do a lot of coaching for entrepreneurs. I do a lot of coaching actually for coaches and high-level athletes. I do a lot of coaching for um, decision makers and industry leaders when it comes to this area of personal development, which, let's face it, a lot of it has to do with leadership. 
and never in my wildest dreams when I was a nurse, I always say I went into nursing and it was never meant to be a long-term strategy, but I didn't know what the next thing was that I was going to be doing. This, I didn't even know that I didn't know what this was. That's how this podcast has, has come about. It was just through a series of being a dedicated lifelong learner and different opportunities that were presented to me both you know by my brother Carl he's been very instrumental he's like the ultimate opportunity seeker and he's the one actually that that got me interested in the world of personal development and he introduced me to just like John Maxwell who that was and you know one thing leads to another and you know, here we are several years, you know, down the road, and it has become, you know, the lead of how I function as a person. And I got to tell you, like, I love my baking company. I, I believe at one point in time, we will go back and we will revisit that. But at the time, I love doing this. I love the mobility of it. And I love the freedom that it gives other people. I see so many people who struggle with different parts of themselves and we're going to tie this into you know energy here I'm telling you when I was working as a nurse it was one thing to help somebody who was like sick and dying but you didn't always get to help them maximally right especially if they didn't decide to take care of themselves it was always kind of like all right well you just had you know your heart transplant I'll see ya or (laughs) you just had you know this major traumatic you know event happen to you you're up to surgery I'll see ya and like nothing was ever done on the wellness and prevention side so I've always you know I always viewed my time as a nurse as a privilege especially in that capacity because I was always up in people's shit at like the worst possible times of their life you know going through I think I was around the birth of a baby maybe once when it was like a happy time and that was when I did clinical time up in labor and delivery but every time after that even something as joyous as a birth of a baby was usually a bad situation when they were in my emergency room so you know when you're around all that kind of stuff I wanted to do something which promoted life rather than death and I you know I know that I have a healing aura about myself And when I see individuals who struggle with things about themselves, as we all have and as we all continue to do, you know, I've been gifted with some of these things. I didn't even know why God gave me these gifts. But the more I do this, the more I can see now why. Because you should never question him. I mean, you can try it, but it didn't work out so well for me. Um, (laughs) but you go along and then you suddenly realize, you know, what is your purpose on the planet? And I know one of those is to, to take those life lessons and use a medium such as a podcast to be able to share with other individuals, not to impress you on things that I have done or that we have done in working in a team capacity, but to impress upon you that each and every one of us has started out as a normal human being as a baby, right? Just like a little bitty baby unable to take care of themselves and you grow over time and it's whether or not you choose to pull those pearls of wisdom that you learn along your way and make that decision. Am I going to 
continue to let this, this, and this bury me? Or am I going to find a way on how to rise above and champion this particular area? And that is champion mindset. That's the difference between victim and victor is how do you choose to position yourself? Okay, you're always in the driver's seat. You always have choices. You may not ever feel that you have choices on how you choose to navigate a situation, how you choose to respond to a situation, but you do. Many times it's lack of knowledge and education. You don't know of a better way or it's your social circle. Everybody is like this. But if you're starting to ask yourself questions like, is this all that there is or there has got to be a better way if we keep on doing this why does it have to be like this all the time I want to allow you to embrace that and you know further explore what are there other options because if you're finding yourself spinning your wheels and spinning your wheels and you're not making any progress in any area whether we're talking about your finances whether we're talking about your team building skills whether we're talking about your relationship skills or the quality of your relationships or your health and fitness or you know, how you spend your time or what you, what absorbs all of your focus, you know, you are allowed to grow and the, actually growth is the expectation. You know, certain things, certain skill sets, certain behaviors will take you to a certain point. And then once you get to a certain point, you have to increase your knowledge, increase your skill set, increase your practice habits so that you can then be at that level. Because life is all about growth. You know, life, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 90 years old, 100 years old, sitting on this podcast, or if you're 10 years old. We don't operate in this academy as though you're standing with one foot on the banana peel and one foot in the grave. That's not what it is. Growth is the expectation. And all of it is driven by your mindset on what you're choosing to do. Either you choose to grow and adapt Or if you choose to stay where you are, you may think that you're stopping time and you just have to do maintenance where you are. That's actually not what happens because the world continues to grow and adapt and evolve. And if you fail to because of either ignorance or in many cases, which is overt refusal to grow, you become obsolete in some capacity. So that's what we're trying to prevent here. We're trying to keep you vital and relevant and contributory. I don't know if that's a real word. I just made it up. But it's all about, it's not about you. It's how can you contribute to other individuals. And that's with these podcasts, right? So however this is being used, this is personal, this is professional, this is relationship, this is financial, this is your business growth, this is your sales, this is the motivation of your team, congruence, whatever, values, your mission, your vision, like any and every point of application, you're able to extrapolate, you know, some of this information and then, you know, move it forward. Okay, so that's a little bit of that, you know, like underneath the ice, the tip of the iceberg there, that was how we ended up here and how I ended up coaching, you know, in this capacity was it was even like dumbfounded, like I was dumbfounded by it. Like all of this stuff seems like so blatantly obvious to me. Why, (laughs) 
why can't you guys why are you spending so much time on this and everybody gets so caught up inside of their own head all the time and so when you start to view things differently and you pull yourself out of the corner of like penalty and you you step out of your guilt and you step out of your shame and you realize I need to do something different and usually that work is you right every time you point a finger you can blame all you want but anytime you point the finger there's always three fingers pointing back at you and it's never going to be people who are catering to you it's what are you doing and how are you doing things to improve your current situation I don't care who you talk to. You talk to champions in any area. You talk to people in the financial sector, people in the athletic sector, wherever it is. In order for you to be able to do that and expose that vulnerability, at the end of the day, it comes down to one thing. And that is surrendering your ego so that you can be both teachable and coachable. And this is one of the reasons why I actually love, I love working with athletes and I love working with entrepreneurs so much because we, myself included, we have coaches for literally everything. You have coaches, uh, running coaches, you have conditioning coaches, you have strength coaches, you have business coaches, you have sales coaches, you have all these people. And so when you're operating in that space, like we can do a heavy amount of work in a very short period of time because the coachability, the teachability and the, the implementation of the stuff, it's now, it's like instant time. There is no lag time and you can learn to actually do the same thing okay so a little bit of inspiration there for you so with this this uh just came up this past week you know i coach uh, just these stellar people like people are so they're honestly incredible and amazing beings and when i say the word amazing i don't use it you know kind of like everybody else does just very trite and oh that dinner was amazing no i honestly fucking mean like these people are seriously amazing human beings and when you coach, you learn about them. So usually when people coach, whether, you know, this is the organizational coaching, I got to find out what the freaking problem is. Like, why did this person even call me up in the beginning? And they always know when they're hitting a ceiling, they're hitting a plateau. And with them, they're very, again, this is like athletes, this is entrepreneurs, like they're acutely aware of what the problem is. This is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem, because they've been coached to look at themselves first. So we can actually shorten that time. All of my organizational leadership sessions are usually 60 to maybe 90 minutes in duration, but it's like rapid fire stuff that we can tend to. And once I get a bird's eye view into what's going on, inside of their head oftentimes they just have some ideas which are misconstrued or they're just doing things wrong and all they have to learn is one little thing and it's like it's like freedom one of one of my guys that I'm coaching right now <laughs> he's awesome and if you looked at him you would be you'd probably be afraid of him because he he looks like a hundred percent badass and he really is but he's honestly like the nicest guy that you ever wanted to meet. He's got a freaking heart of gold. He gives 100% of himself, you know, into his business. And like, he's one of those guys. 
and he's just been carrying just like a shitload of stuff around and we were working uh you know last weekend and we were talking about different things about you know why he does what he does and he wants the solution right as an athlete we want the solution tell me how to fix my my golf swing tell me how to how to, I don't know, jump higher as the entrepreneur, like, tell me what I need to do in order to achieve greater profitability and make this thing like, we're very results oriented. And, you know, the thing that we were that we uncovered, he said, he goes, Oh, my God, I feel so light, like I just put those bricks down. <laughs> and bricks, he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm like been carrying these bricks, and they're sharp, and they're cutting me and I like, why have I had to carry them around all the time? I just put them down. And that's how coaching is. It's when you learn one little thing. It's literally, I consider it like being able to like open your wings and fly. And it's funny, the contrast in people's view is that he uses though he's been carrying around a lot of heavy shit and he decided to just put those freaking bricks down. So whatever, you know, your perspective, but um, that's the goal of coaching is that you should be able to feel, you know, lighter and you should be able to be able to take action because, you know, it's one, one little, you know, thread that simply needs to be, that needs to be clipped and and that's it. And so one of these things, um, not just unique with him, but with a lot of individuals who operate in a very intense space. All right. So high level athletes, um, really high level sales individuals receive this there, um, where there's a lot of intensity, even people who operate in first respondership, or emergency capacity and some of the commercial airline pilots uh, that I work with is that you get used to having that level of intensity all the time. And if you're not getting results, the, the reaction is to actually push harder and put more effort out there to get an end product. And when it comes to sometimes your role as the leader, okay, it requires you not to push harder. It actually requires you to kind of let go just a little bit and be more in flow rather than drill sergeant or, you know, driver of, of the team of dogs, if you will. So here's the example that we're, we're talking energy here and we're talking um, energy flows where tension goes. And with a lot of people that I coach who are very high achievers and very, very high level producers in the entrepreneurial space, in the sales space, you know, C-level executives, they're operating, I mean, they're, they're up there, you know, we never have the issues with them where they're not willing to take action, like they're taking action all the time. Oftentimes, they are very creative, they have a lot of ideas, they have a lot of responsibility, and so my role is to help them organize their brain, if you would, and, you know, kind of like chunk things to increase their level of focus and get some completion, um, perhaps build their teams out a little bit stronger if that's what the situation requires, or if there's something that is constantly on their mind, it's acting as a distraction to them and they can't stop thinking about it, okay? Here's the concept, whether, whether to push harder or to let flow, you know, let go and kind of let flow. And this is the example, whatever the thing is that you're trying to not think about, 
This could be relationship. Maybe you're trying to get over somebody and all you're doing is thinking about them. Or you're a parent and all you're doing is worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying. Or your business and you're just worrying and worrying and worrying and you're stressed out and like all this stuff. Well, energy flows where attention goes. And what that means is whatever you think about, you usually bring about. Okay, so you can be the instigator of this. You can wake up and all of a sudden you find yourself obsessing over somebody or something that really, they may be very good people, it may be a very good thing, but it actually is functioning as a distraction. Or this could be the opposite side. This could be a habit that you're trying to break. And you're trying to do something different. But no matter what happens, you find yourself completely like consumed by this. This is usually what's known as a stronghold. And this usually also goes hand in hand to a very high degree with the level of addictions. And so I want to speak to that really quickly. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychiatrist. This is not a rehab therapy joint, okay? So if you require assistance from those professionals who operate in that space, please get the help that you need, okay? Coaching is when you are ready to move. You have committed to, you know, being clean or you have done your your sobriety is intact or whatever and we're moving to another level. You're not in the element where you need to be healed and you need to be working a program or something, okay? So clarity the space but when you're trying to break a habit and let's say I don't know maybe you're trying to give up smoking or something and I can't even think of of a right example here but this thing keeps on clouding your mind and you're trying not to think about it or here's one got one chocolate cake I'm sitting outside of a bakery right now so this is a perfect example and let's say you know you're trying to be healthy and well And all you're thinking about is cake. And no matter where you go, all of a sudden you see the color brown and it looks like chocolate. And all you're thinking about like chocolate cake. And then you're out and about and then you pass by what should be the perfume counter. But all these perfumes now smell like baking goods and you're like oh my gosh it smells like vanilla cake oh it's vanilla cake it used to be chocolate cake now it's vanilla cake and it's like operating and it's controlling your entire mind energy flows where attention goes so whatever it is that you're focusing on okay it's going to make it obviously worse well what do you do when you're trying to avoid that thing okay keep it out of your life but You keep on running into it, you find it as a temptation and all these things and you're trying to force yourself not to think about it anymore. This is an exercise which is more like let go and be in flow. Here's what I'm going to suggest to you. You have to understand what's going to help you is to understand how your nervous system, how your brain actually works. Okay, your brain is all about pleasure. And for a lot of us strong-willed individuals who operate in competitive and, you know, different, you know, high achiever zones is that as soon as you tell us that we can't do something or can't have something, all of a sudden you want it all the more. Has that ever happened to you? You can't have the chocolate cake. Now all of a sudden, even though I may not have had chocolate cake for six months, suddenly now I want it, right? You can't date my daughter. All of a sudden, right, you want to date her like 10 times even more, right? Because you've been told that you can't, okay? That's simply like how people are. 
but when it comes to overcoming, you know, moving from something that no longer serves you, your method of operation, how you communicate, you know, your views on people, whatever this point of application is for you, the thing that you have to understand is if you try to strong arm and force your way not to think about this thing, it's going to get worse because your brain is designed in a very particular way. So you've got to actually work with your brain, how it works. Here's an example. Okay, I'm going to show you how simple this actually works. And I use this in the past podcast. All right, so right now, if I could have your attention, okay, what I'm going to ask you to do, actually what I'm going to ask you not to do, is I'm going to ask you not to think about a red fire truck. Don't do it. Wait, I said don't. Like, whatever you do, do not think about a red fire truck. Don't do it. Do not. Don't. Stop thinking about it. I told you don't think about a red fire truck. But you're doing it, right? So the thoughts are always going to be there. There's nothing that you can do about it. And no matter how hard you're trying, because I know you're thinking about puppies right now or something some people are like oh dead puppies dead puppies like you're trying to think of something completely different but no matter what you're doing I know it's happening right that your brain even though you're telling it not to when you're trying to strong arm out of it it's not working because you're not working with how the brain is actually designed so this comes back to energy flows where attention goes When a thought or an idea pops up into your head, it's one that no longer serves you. You're trying to move past it, okay? You have the choice on what you do with that thought. You do, okay? Stay with me here for a second. You have the choice on whether or not you choose to sit and fantasize about this particular idea. You can fantasize about the chocolate cake. You sure can. How great is the frosting? How, you know, delicious and rich, you know, is the cake? Whatever it is, you can sit there and you can go through the motions. What does it smell like? What does it look like when you cut it? How beautiful it is. I mean, you can paint this whole entire thing out. Make your mouth water, as mine is doing now, as I'm thinking about freaking chocolate cake, for God's sakes, right? And But that can happen. And when you continue to energize that, right, you're paying all of your attention there, all of your energy is going there, that's how your brain, it's focused on that now. Now, no matter what you do, you could say, do not go and buy that damn chocolate cake. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Stay out of the cake. Don't, get out of the bakery. Oh, my God. Like... It's not going to matter. You have lost. You're like a freaking crackhead in a crack house. That's what that is akin to. Do you see what I'm saying? So it comes down to your attention and how much energy you choose to energize that particular thing. So when the thought comes in, you know, thank you for the thought. You can choose the right, remain grateful, you know, love it away. Okay, ask the big man upstairs, okay, please help me handle this because he's never going to give you more than you can handle and he will always give you an exit door. You just have to look for it, okay? I'm throwing down my best tools and my best tips for you because we all have things that we have struggled with, okay? For me, I had eating disorders, 
early on in my life, starting at the age of eight, okay? So we all have our own thing, you know, that that we've been carrying, if you like the brick carrying thing. It's how you choose to move past it. But when you understand organically, like how you are built and how the nervous system is built, you learn how to work with it. It makes that transition not so painful and you set yourself up for success rather than failure. So am I saying do something else, focus on something else? A hundred percent. Not out of think of puppies instead of the red fire truck. Like you have to learn how to do it with ease and with flow. Okay. So yes, the thought is there. Thank you for the thought. Love it away. Okay. Ask for the big man to help you upstairs if, if, if you are so inclined to do so. And then shift your focus into something else. Like just rec- like it's just there. It's just like if you're walking along and you see a rose bush, there it is. Okay, it doesn't mean that you have to stop and smell it or it doesn't mean you have to stop and grab on and, you know, cut your hand on it. It's just there. Just like if you're, you know, going along and you see a brown car, the car is there. Okay, fine. It only gets contaminated when you sit there and you revel in it. Okay, I use kind of like stupid examples like that so that you understand like how simple and black and white this whole entire thing can be so that you can pull yourself out of that shit and then you can move forward with grace and with ease. Okay, now when it comes down to that level of what we call stronghold and that level of maybe habit that you have for reveling in whatever it is that you're trying to overcome and that level of addiction. Okay, what I will tell you is you can shift your focus all day long and energize other things, but at the end of the day, until you deal with the root cause of that thing, the addiction, the stronghold, or whatever, it will show up in a different way. It's still gonna like show its ugly head, it will still manifest. It will just come out weird or it's going to come out in a different way. And what I mean by that, like here's a quick example and then we'll close out for the day, is when we were having, this is medical field example so that you understand, um, when we first started having surgeries for people who were grossly and morbidly obese. So we were doing like stomach stapling. Like remember these things from like very early on Then we had these balloons, then we'd cut out like 90% of your stomach. There was like all this stuff to, to help people who had either food addiction, you know, they were eating nonstop. And the goal here was to shrink the size of their stomach so that they literally could not eat more than what was like three tablespoons full of like liquid. Okay, obviously, if you cut calories to that extent, people are going to shed some weight because they they can't eat anything else anymore. And so then they start losing weight. Well, what they found with these individuals was they had very high levels of addiction. And as they were going through and they were losing their weight, um, not talking about any of like the medical complications, I'm talking just about the process of losing weight and they were losing lots of weight. And this is very early on in the beginning. What a lot of them started doing, okay, now please keep this, this high degree of sensitivity here, so manifest, you know, some professionalism here, is that those individuals, when they were losing weight, they started to become 
very attractive to the opposite sex. So number one, they probably started feeling better, right? They started looking better. They were able to dress better. And now they were starting to attract attention from the opposite sex. And what happened was those individuals started having sex addictions. It's a real thing. Okay, now I'm not saying that you have that. Okay, so please don't try to like, don't try to, you know, pull too much out of this and and diagnose yourself here. But the root was that they had an addiction that went untended to when they had the surgery. The surgery just cut out their ability to eat, but they didn't solve or resolve their addiction. So then all of a sudden they're getting this attention and then they started having sex addiction. And so what happened was the medical community realized like this is becoming a problem. And so then they started implementing a high amount, like a psychological component to that whole bariatric world so that these individuals would have success and not just dump their addiction in into another bucket, if you would. Okay, so that's a little bit more further for, um, you know, your enrichment and, you know, please be sensitive to that and get the help that you need or encourage the, the individuals with whom you're around to get the help that they need. But what I'm saying is that energy flows where attention goes. And now that you see how the body is designed and the brain is designed, like nerves fire together, like they're wired together, they fire together, they cause the same results. By trying to strong arm your way out of not thinking about something is almost foolish because all it does is it it actually heightens the amount of focus and attention that you give it. And it actually keeps that thing front and center for much longer than if you choose to let go and let flow. All right. So I thank you again for joining on today's podcast. Again, this is Nicole DeMacenas. We're calling out for the day or closing out for the day. Rather, you can find us up on Instagram at figurechick911 on YouTube as well. Figurechick911. Let's get out there. Let's carpe our damn diem and make it a great day. We'll talk to you next time.